Welcome back to Sports Day WA, wherever you may be listening across the state of Western Australia. We're here for Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, who are the complete tool centre, serving WA for 45 years. We always have a chat with mate segment. Thanks to mate, fair digum internet without the fuss. And he's a mate of tennis. He's been involved in tennis for a long, long time in a number of capacities. Player, coach, television commentator. He's done it all. Downright passion for the sport of tennis. We're into the final Grand Slam of the year, the US Open at Flushing Meadow in New York. We're talking about Roger Rashid. He joins us on the program now. Roger, thanks for your time. Thanks very much, Pete. Pleasure to be on. I uh, tell you what, what I like about the, the Grand Slams, and you can also give us your thoughts, they're all different, aren't they? The Australian Open, the French Open, and then we've got Wimbledon and the US. I'm talking different from in relation to the dynamics and the aesthetics of each Grand Slam because I've been to a couple at Flushing Meadow and you think sometimes you're an AFL football match the way the crowd reacts. Yeah, 100%. The Australian Open, if we start there, it's, it's, it's one where, you know, we, the Australian public, they love sport in general, so they turn up in, in huge numbers and we respect the game and, and, and the athletes as well. So it's, it's one sort of really great atmosphere in the city of Melbourne. And then you go to Paris on the clay, a brutal uh, major as far as physically what it, the output that's required to win there. And you've got a different audience. You've got, you've got fashion involved. And that last week of, you know, that centre court there on Philippe Chartrier, if you, you know, if you throw your racket, the, the, you know, the fans will get on you as well. So you've got to understand the environment and the temperament of the, the centre court environment if you're, if you're a player. We've seen plenty of players that have been come victim to the, the fans on centre court. But what a great intimate atmosphere there and it's a it's a fashion festival in that last weekend and and then you go to Wimbledon that's the you know that's the purity of uh of our sport you know the smell of the green grass beautiful lush grass uh, there's no sponsorship littered all over the stadium. You're in the whites. Uh, you've got a hugely respectful audience and, you know, you can get up and close and really personal to the players on the outside courts. And, gee, have we seen some some amazing dynamic tennis matches like we did with Alcaraz and, and Djokovic in the final there. And, and now we go, we're here at uh, Flushing Meadows and, and that's rock and roll. There's no doubt about that. You know, to put, you know I've always said for friends of mine, if you're coming to New York, uh, make sure you go see the night matches because night matches at, at Flushing Meadows, it's a rock concert and, and if, if you're in, lucky enough to be engaged in, a, in long three-set women's matches or long five-set men's matches, the environment, the energy and electricity in that stadium with 24,000 people is, is something to behold and, and, a, and a real spectacle. It's a buckle list for anyone that's enthusiastic about theatre and sport. Yeah, no, it's a great venue. It's a great open. I thoroughly enjoyed my time going to a couple of them over the years. I tell you, it hasn't been an enjoyable time for the Australians overnight and this morning our time. Uh, Chris O'Connell and really Alex Dimonor, the only survivors on the men's side of the draw. It was a bit of carnage for the Australians overnight. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, Alex, obviously, the 13th seed, Pete, so he's had a great, uh, you know, he's had a great year when you, when you put yourself in your 13th um, in the world and, you're, you know, you're knocking on the door of the top 10. That's, you know, for Alex, that's really premium stuff. And so uh, we're excited to see if he can get close to the top 10. That'll be a huge feather in his cap. I think where he's at now is extremely high level. 
Um, so, so he's got an opportunity, but you know you need to get you need to go into the second week of this major. And, and realistically, looking at his draw, I'd expect him to get to the round of 16 and, and actually have it, and then and then give himself a look at uh, what happens in the in the second week. And Chris O'Connell, he's had a, you know, a good grass course season, clay course season. A uh, bit slow on the U.S. hard course, but you know he, he played his he's played his uh, teammate, didn't he? His Australian teammate. So uh, Max Purcell, who's had a good who's had a good year, he's, he's in, inside the top 50 in the world. So um, and you get through and you win that match. So kudos to him. And um, but we actually did have some disappointing matches uh, with the Aussies as well, who had really winnable matches and, and didn't quite get it done. And you know what? It's interesting. You you know that that tournament, you can get caught up in the hype. Of uh, Manhattan and being being in New York and Manhattan and it's, you know it's the city's alive and it's buzzing and it's uh, really hard to get real quiet time and some people do get overawed by the environment of of New York and and uh, yeah so we didn't we didn't do we we didn't fare properly as well as we would like to in the first round of uh, round, first round of the Open for the yeah. men. D- Jordan Thompson retired hurt. Jason Kubler was forced to retire. And Thanasi Kokonakis, yep. probably the most disappointing performance uh, overnight. Uh, he lost to a Taiwanese qualifier. Thanasi has promised yep. so much at times. And like now, when he's fully fit, he failed to deliver. Yeah, and I, and I think, look, you hit the nail on the head. When you're fully fit and you've got some rhythm, week in, week out rhythm, uh, this was really, you know, this is a, a real time for uh, Thanasi. He's had that now for the last couple of years to really be sort of impacting himself on the tour. So, um, you know, as we know, you've got to turn up every week and you've got to be able to put on a put a really strong game. And, and he'd be disappointed lo- losing in four sets there. Um, the energy of the New York, you know, at that tournament should really have gone into his favour. But... Um, you know, there's still a lot to do there on on the side of Kokonakis with his game, um, and I'm sure he's still trying, you know, trying to work out the why the fluctuations happen uh, week in, week out, and don't give him that continuity. And uh, yeah, so he, you're right, he'd be disappointed with that for sure. Just looking at the women's side of the draw, Rog, uh, there's been a bit of criticism. Venus Williams was unceremoniously knocked out in the first round by world number seven, uh, 97, I think she was, a Greek Minnan, losing 6-1, 6-1. Yep. And some people are questioning why she was granted a wild card into the US Open because she's been knocked out in the first round, I think the last three US Open tournaments. OK, she's won it twice, but now she's 43 and she's kept probably another young American from maybe having a, a shot in the main draw. Yeah, look, I think there's a few, you know, there's a few um, a few arguments to that. Obviously, she's given so much to the game, and and yeah, you, the, on the flip side, you say, well, when's when's enough enough? You know, the wild cards, and um, you know, but. You know, she's probably got a couple more years. She still wants to play. Um, had a couple of good wins on the American hard courts uh, summer this year, actually. And uh, so, so she played, but, but um, it's a good argument. You know, the wild cards are discretionary from, from the tournament, and they generally look at uh, a few young few young athletes, and then they look at players like Caroline Wozniacki got a wild card. She's making her comeback and won in her first round. So then um, that's obviously, you know, one that you'd, you'd, you'd want to give to former world number one and a major champion. Um, so, yeah, there, there is an argument for that, and I'm sure it will be debated moving forward um, over, you know, in the next 12 months of when, where does it stop? 
And I think Venus has actually said that she's going to continue playing the sport because she loves it. So uh, a feather in a cap for, for doing that. I mean, who would be, you know, when you think you're 43 and you're still out there wanting to get up, wanting to practice, wanting to try and get better, um, even though knowing that your best is well and truly behind you, uh, you know, she must have a, you know, the competitive juices must still flow. But, look, I agree with you. There's, a, there's definitely an argument to say that at some point, you know, we need to... Well, you know, and, and I guess it's also up for the tournament predators to decide how are we going to use the group of wild cards that we that we have. Are we going to give a couple to some of our past greats if they're available and 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 those sort of things? So it's, it's I'm guess it's a discussion table around the table. Novak Djokovic continues to fire. Carlos Alcaraz, of course, had that absolute epic uh, at the Cincinnati Open leading into the US Open. We'd love to see a, yeah. a rerun of that at uh, a major being at Flushing Meadow. Do you think that's a possibility? Well, look, the men's side's really tricky. I mean, the, the top half with Alcaraz, you know, as he, you know, he, he, he opened up pretty cleanly and, and he's got his feet back on uh, back on the ground after, after Wimbledon. You know, it was always going to physically take a little bit out of him and to, just to find his rhythm. And, but he has Sinner or Zverev, probably Sinner, I think, uh, you know, potentially in the quarterfinals. Medvedev is on his side of the court, court as well, potential fourth round with, with Alex. And um, so, so that half of the draw is, is fully loaded. There's no doubt about that. If you looked at, if I said, you know, if I picked four people that could potentially win the, win the US Open, if you were looking at it, you would have gone Novak, Alcaraz, Medvedev and Sinner. That would have been your group of four. Sinner being really consistent this year and knocking on the door. Still hasn't got there yet, obviously, so he's got some work to do. But um, they're, So they're in the top half, and then you've got Novak sitting in the bottom half. And, you know, there's Sitsipas, who, who had a good win in his first round against Milos Raonic, obviously not the player that he was. But, um, you know, and I, but I don't think Sitsipas can potentially take out Novak. I think there's too much of a roller coaster that goes on in his mind um, on the court of a five-set tennis match. And then there's uh, Holger Roon, who lost in the first round. And so... So I think it's Novak's energy-wise and uh, fuel tickets leading into a, in, you know, towards that second week. I think it's in favour of Novak. So it's an exciting men's draw, and and uh, you know when we switch over to the women's side of things, you know we're we're looking at the same thing. We're looking at a lot of excitement. I guess in New York and for the Americans, Coco Golf, who's now teamed up with Brad Gilbert. So really smart move, educational tennis coach who knows how to who get value out of the athlete and, and immediately, um, you know, Coco's won her biggest tournament in Cincinnati uh, with Brad by her side. So it's quite interesting when you get the importance of getting the right voices and really educated voices once you're at the pointy end of the sport. Um, they make it, they make it definitely make a real difference. Love talking to you, Roger. You know your tennis uh, back to front. Uh, we appreciate your insight into where the US Open is at and hopefully, all being well, we can uh, touch base with you again as we go deeper into the tournament. Thanks for your time. Beauty, Peter. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Roger Rashid, uh, tennis commentator, tennis uh, aficionado, joining us on the Sports Day WA program. All thanks to Chats with Mates. Uh, score a mobile deal as good as a Sam Kerr worldie with Mate. And, of course, don't forget that Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. All you need to do is just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. TNCs do apply. We're talking about, of course, the Super Bowl. And what event that'll be 
in early February of next year. That's been uh, Sports Day WA. All thanks to Kia, the EV6 GT World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, who have been serving WA for 45 years. Toolmart, by the way, up there at the Dower and Phil days, which got underway today and will continue tomorrow. For those people listening in throughout the wheat belt, we've got quite a few listeners through that part of WA. Thanks to uh, Jimmy, also Brian, for helping out today. I'll be back again tomorrow from 5 right here on SENWA.